0: What's going on, everybody? You've got the card board coaches here with your boy, Coach Co. I am your friendly neighborhood sports card cartel. Damn right you are. And today we are going to kick today's episode off with a little bit of fun. You know, I feel like sometimes we, we come in pretty brash. So, If you have been following the podcast for a little bit, you hopefully remembered when we spent basically an entire episode doing a hockey draft um, for sports cards. So we had a thousand dollars U.S. to work with and we had to find hockey cards uh, in PSA 10 just to make our lives easier because BGS are kind of subjective with respect to subgrades. And if you didn't know that now, you know. Certain subgrades sell for more, so, like True Gem Plus, yada 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 yada. Very hard to comp, so we decided to stick with PSA tens. And uh, we are a month in, and uh, we want to do a little bit of a recap because, I mean, I from what I see, hockey's coming up. But I mean, I, as you'll find out, apparently not mine. <laughs> well
1: this, this will be an interesting way for us to track what's going on with the hockey market. We're at that point now. We're far enough removed from the playoffs and the end of the last season. Getting towards the, the next season where we we're in that space where people are forgiving and forgetting some of the disappointments from last year. Everyone is full of hope and promise. so we and, and of course you will see, the very typical tried and true method of going back to the prospects that were once highly prized and just reminding ourselves why they were prized in the first place. So we have a really good mix of guys that, you know, did perform, but also a lot of guys that should be, you know, presumably performing better. And yeah. we'll also be able to see what's going on with the hockey market as we head towards the next season, as we head towards the release of upper Deck series one. And I think a lot of the guys that we chose are going to be very reflective of the overall market. So we're not sitting here picking McDavid's and Matthews. Mind you, we didn't have the budget for it because it was $1, no we did $1. not. Let's do a quick review here. yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Let's so start,
1: let's start, let's start with Brendan because he's only got four cards. Let's do it. And he spent his thousand dollars on and that was Panarin in a young gun format, Sean Monahan, Line A Marner. They're all young guns.
0: Yeah. So Panarin I I bought at 260. And the last one sold was 220. So I'm down 40 bucks averaging a little bit as well. Right. Yeah. 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 But what
1: we're seeing with Panarin is there's a little bit of a very consistent slide happening now, mind you, he's newly into that 200 plus area. So I think, I think maybe there's, there's a little bit of uncertainty in how the Rangers are going to shape up. There's still a lot of off season to go. But uh, I wouldn't be too worried. But that that is hurting you right now. That's down about forty dollars.
0: If I owned one, I I would be licking my chops right now, trying to get a second one. Um, right. my my next play was Monahan at seventy dollars U.S. And no sales. No sales. So we're gonna go ahead and say it. Say it's status quo as of right now. He is next. a guy that people will be looking
1: for as we head towards the season in terms of a rebound. Guys like Monahan and Goudreau on the Flames. Yeah. Um, and what are they available? Like, are you seeing any volume in terms of what's available? They are available; they're out there. But I think people are hesitating at the 125 to 150 price, which would double you up on a sale. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're hesitating. Let's move on yeah. to Patrick lining.
0: Patrick lining, I bought in at 135 amidst uh, his contract year. If I'm not mistaken, um, you know, it's a big year for Columbus. Did they officially fire Tortorella? I believe so. I think they might have let him go. Um, there's a little bit of turmoil there uh, with uh, Domi, question marks. Uh, I mean, pardon? He will not be back. Domi? Tortorell. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, there's some question marks with Domi as well. Uh, I'm really looking for Line a to step up this season. And I think that people are probably anticipating that he'll get a little bit Closer to, I mean, his career 30 goals, at least. I think last year he, he was abysmal. Um, so I bought it at 135. It is at 155. So I'm plus 20 there, at least. That's a card that's going to hit
1: 200 before we enter yeah, the
0: season. Yeah, I can't imagine it not. Considering at one point, I, I believe there were like three. <laughs> and finally, our good friend, Mitchell Marner. Mitchie Marner, I bought in at 535 USD. And that's 36. And that's exactly where he's stayed, uh, which I found kind of surprising. But uh, I guess, I mean, there's always uncertainty in Leafland and uh, people don't really want to buy in much more. Once things get going in the season, I'm sure that that's going to increase. And I still believe that
1: this might be the cheapest people can grab. Yeah,
0: I still believe getting like moving up towards the season that uh, it'll probably correct itself. But I mean, I guess only time will tell. So right now I am actually down. $40, $40, correct? No, you're down $20. $20. So I went from $1,000 to $980 in value right now.
1: Now, the cartel is having a good time here. And I'll be honest, I, I mean, I really, I, I, I stayed away from emotion <coughs> and picking favorite players. I'm not the only one sitting here, you know, speculating on Jack Hughes, but he has brought my, my, my portfolio up $75 on his own. I bought in at 200. He's now trading at 275 for the Young Guns PSA 10. People are just, uh, you know, they're they're high on the Hughes brothers. And, feel and they, climbing.
0: They, they, I think the Dougie Hamilton signing had a lot to do with that as well, you know?
1: Yep. Uh, that's one that I, I really wish I would have parlayed into buying as many as I could back a month ago. Uh, the Huberto, uh, Jonathan Huberto, who I still believe is one of the most underrated players in the league. And the Panthers are going to be voraciously offensive this year. And everybody loves big offensive numbers. And Barkov and Huberto are going to be providing that. Believe me, Huberto is up. I think I'm not the only one who sees that. He is up from 170 to 200. And this is a card that was trading well below 100 for a very long time into last season. It was about halfway through the season, people woke up and realized this guy's a top scorer. Peterson, Elias Pettersson is another guy that is traditionally loved by the hobby. He's dipped a little bit. That was really my only strategy. It's just buying on the dip. He's gone up from 275 to 300. Sebastian Aho, same deal. Traditionally loved by the, loved by the hobby. Buying on a dip. He's up from 180, which was my buy-in to 210. And my last purchase was a bit controversial because we went off the beaten path. I got a future watch. Of Dominic Kubalik at a PSA ten for one seventy five, but we have nothing to compare it to. Nothing yet. I'm sure they'll be popping up eventually. I have a lot of future watch with PSA right now. Adam Fox stuff, Hughes stuff. They'll be coming back. Yep. Uh future, future watch. watch myself up. What's that? You you have a future watch Hughes. I have future watch base Hughes and base Fox. Ooh. With our good friends, uh, professional sports authenticators. Uh, I am up one sixty at eleven. 11- 60 from my original thousand that's not bad in
0: a month not bad at all man that's like a 20 we're we're taking this to about a week out before the season 16 percent increase bro it's not bad if anyone wants to uh give us a
1: little bit of feedback either dm us on instagram I'm, I'm sports card cartel that's coach co collectibles or coach co or even leave us a message here on youtube what should the stakes be here and i'm especially curious now since i'm yeah
0: because i mean you're leading so obviously
1: you're going to be curious but we know anything can happen. And with the type of cards you have, like the Marner, there are going to be bigger percentage increases, potentially.
0: So, yeah, honestly, the Panarin is one that, that really kind of ruffles my feathers. You know, a full
1: season with Panarin without any controversy this past year, it would be a different story. The guy had to take off for a while. He was literally scared for his life. God knows what's going on with that situation. We know that things are still very volatile in Russia uh their government is keeping tabs on anyone who chooses to descend uh, dissent from you know not towing the line so who knows but um yeah know he, he also he ta-
0: got cranked at the end of it's the year un- too He got he got hit pretty hard at the end of the year yes as well. ah
1: thank you for remember, for reminding me yeah yeah but end of the day we know what he's capable of
0: i mean he put up I like 70 capable. points in like 50 games man absolutely
1: So that's our check in on our uh, great Canadian draft. Super excited. And with that, Coach Co, let us venture into the toxicity of the modern hobby. Which, before we get into the toxicity again, at the end of the day, there's a real easy way to get yourself a little bit of an oasis from everything that's going on, particularly in the last few weeks. And that's to sort through your cards. Crack your favorite box. For me, that's been UFC Select Hybrid. Brendan's been watching in awe as I spend the money on that product
0: um, because that is just so pleasurable. And um, I'm gonna be real and- with you. This past, I would say, two three weeks, I have been to my local card shop like three times a week, man. Yeah, I have gone like, more than ever in the right? midst,
1: of, in the midst it- of all the craziness. And of course, you know that's a place where there's more conversation. You get And, really and like more
0: positive take. conversations, you know, where like
1: most um, of them are positive. I know that the, you know, the main card guy at the, sh- at the shop I go to is, is very down on this whole fanatics deal, which we'll get to in a second, but yes. you do, you do hear positivity and you generally hear the lighter side of things rather than the serious nature of some of the conversations that go on on social media. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I always tell people spend the most time with positive people and that doesn't just mean I mean there are positive people that still have an agenda but you know spend time with people that you trust and uh you know I had a nice experience chatting with uh someone on Instagram that I met up with yesterday and just you know remind yourself why you got into it. If you did get into it purely for the buy and sell you you're you're in the toxic dump and I don't know what your refuge from that is other than making money. I mean I guess there's that. But we're all a mix of something collectors investors dealers this that the other thing um, try to uh, stay on the lighter side as best you can And uh, yeah that's all I can say before we kind of get into this stuff
0: yeah well I mean so story. you've been you've been ripping wax to kind of get through this right and uh, and I've been buying vintage and nice. And I've been uh, going through like dollar bins. Like I've been looking for like, like steals that make me feel good, you know, like and little. Way,
1: and by the way, there's no better way to educate yourself and learn. Uh, you know, particularly if that, if it's an era outside of what you were used to, you're going to bring home some stuff from these 80 sets. You're going to start looking them up. By the way, I highly recommend purchasing a Beckett. I, I, I mean, I still, I used to be subscribed back in the late nineties, early 00s. I certainly, am not subscribed anymore, but I will occasionally pick up a large, you know, a large uh, hockey Beckett every once in a while. I mean, this one's pretty old at this point. It's about seven years, but um, just to have so that you can flip it open to that set, see what the rookie cards are, see if there's any notes about uncorrected errors, about condition sensitivity. They're in there. That's in the Beckett. That's really cool. Uh, I highly recommend that as well.
0: Damn. See, getting back to the roots. When things get bad, you go back to the roots, you know? Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, I guess we should dive into some of the negativity of the the hobby. And honestly, fortunately for us, we had such a lovely guest on last week in Rocky Mountain Baseball Cards. And, uh, you know, it made the conversation about SGC and it made the conversation about looking towards the future and, you know, looking, uh, trying to look for different ways to get, you know, the same results or similar results that we've been getting um or to you know put our stuff in in cases and quality cases at that um you say cases you mean slabs? i mean slabs. i mean right yeah yes and Um, yeah i just okay so do we want to talk tops first do we want to because i mean that's not necessarily here's the thing we may not have a lot to talk about
1: Uh, yeah you know we're going to touch on it uh we briefly touched on it with Brian but uh and i think we got through the rest of the craziness alt and um pwcc i think we've sort of gone through that
0: i mean for those of you who don't know uh cuz i think i don't know if we formally describe what happened so the pwcc and you know chances are if you've been on ebay and if you've been following our podcast like you, you kind of know our stance on pwcc um with respect to their crazy high shipping rates and their like general disrespect towards like the sports cards that they sell cartel has shown one on this, on the pod where it was chipped. Another one was like scratched up and these are slabs. Um, You know, we've talked about how they've had videos of them throwing slabs around the vault and whatnot. And eBay recently removed them from the platform Um, I don't know if they're permanently removed or they were uh, prevented from listing future items. Uh, And the reason why they did that is because they found substantial evidence to suggest that shill bidding had been going on. So, and for those of you who don't know, shill bidding is when you, you bid up your own card. So, what happened was PwCC had several people. I mean, obviously, it's a multi million dollar company. So, I'm sure they have many eBay accounts at their disposal, many uh, emails attached to those email at uh, those eBay accounts and they were bidding up their own cards in an effort to so, acquire um, more money for said cards. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah. Just, just to clarify, Brendan. Yep.
1: Um, there's, there's a lot of different ways. One can show bid um, everything from as simple as having a dedicated account for that purpose. And there's a lot of different ways you can actually enact the shill bid, which is to say, I can just walk into an auction, place place a bid with the confidence that I know that I'm not hitting someone else's proxy bid, but I'm just pushing it. The most, the most insidious form of shill bidding, which I've experienced, not with PWCC, I'm not making any accusations, I do not believe I have been affected by shill bidding in PWCC auctions. I'm just putting that out there.
0: I know I haven't because I don't touch their auctions.
1: But I have been affected by shill bidding. And the way that you know generally is when you see a zero feedback bidder or someone with very few feedbacks and they've pushed you to your max or past your max. Yeah. And then at the last second, they've retracted their bid. That's a a truly insidious shill bidding scenario. They've essentially forced you to show your proxy, your top proxy bid, which is your... Your secret top bid, and you're going to end up with the card. And you may be happy to get the card, but you would have gotten it for 50 to $100 less if they hadn't pumped it. Yeah. Now, um, the other thing is you got to be able to know how to use eBay. So when you go into the auction history, you're also going to see the behavior in terms of when those bids were made. And if you click the bidder, even though their name is private, always, right? Um, they're either fully private in the case of PWCC auctions or Um, just private in the sense that eBay doesn't let you see the name, but they'll show you the feedback. And if you click it, they'll show you the percentage activity with the seller. So if this person who has bid you up and then mysteriously retracted their bid happens to have 89% activity with that seller, virtually guaranteed that it's a show bidder. Yeah. Now the, the other. So the insidious show bidding is what I just what I what I what I just explain the the illegal borderline you know worthy of investigation show bidding, is when i am the consignee yep and i am working with the consigner to show bid, and there have been m- private private messages private conversations circulated that I've have been it, that
0: have been since exposed
1: yeah i'm not an investigator or journalist yeah. i've not checked the veracity but we've all seen them yeah, in which PWCC representatives are literally telling to
0: bid up, the to bid up, stuff.
1: to bid it up. Yeah, and all I can really say is, like, are you really that stupid to create that kind of a conversation with your clients? Why don't you just why, why don't you just my, pick up my, the phone? Pick up the damn phone, you know? Yeah, like, and, if, it, it, and it just harkens back to my belief that you know even after all this controversy with pwcc whether they're shill bidding or not because that has not been proven in a court of law no and also sort of we haven't
0: even really been complaining about that aspect
1: like you know what i mean like exactly. We, exactly. we but but you know at the end of the day that should be concerning to let's say someone who hasn't done business with pwc wow this huge auction house does 150 million in sales every year is being accused by ebay of doing this i should maybe be cautious it doesn't sound to me like that there was a run on their vault being raided by people that use it. And we're still seeing record selling auctions on their private platform. Yeah. Now, which leads me to believe maybe a big chunk of those sales is the same people in a in the same circle, just buying and selling. I, I have this feeling. It's the same thing with influencers. And it's the same thing with, everyone seems to know everyone, there's connections. You know, you, you see one guy show up to, to White Knight. PWCC in a conversation when there's 20 negative comments and then well, you click their profile well, this and sounds... they're friends with Jesse or whoever else from PWCC. It's, dude, you can't hide it. You cannot hide these kind of things on, on social, on social media these days. You can't hide it. You are see-through.
0: You're transparent. So this sounds a lot like wa- the WADA drama. Have you heard of it? Man, I've been meaning to watch the friggin' video. Okay. So look, that's been so, circulating. Okay. So and it I, all makes I, sense. I've watched it. OK, and basically what the video talks about is how Wata, which is, is brand new, by the way, this video company is brand down. new. OK, and now all of a sudden they're the industry standard for for grading retro video games. This company is brand new and um, invested in by the someone it's a like CEO, I believe, of Heritage Auctions. And. Saunders and And was I'm said shocked. that and the the so the, we have that in, incestuous connection right there. Auction okay? house
1: in uh, Texas where I believe you're actually able to bid on items that
0: you're selling and you're uh, and you're um so the wada is connected that way, and gentleman said that he only uh, only allows wata um collectibles at his auctions, so you know I mean, you have the fact that he only allows WADA, WADA graded how you product. Okay. WADA just came out, like I think it was two years ago, three years ago. Um, so it's not even like they've created a pedigree. Like there were grading companies previously doing video games that kind of just got swept away. And um, yeah, so I mean, basically, there was this YouTube video, it was about an hour long talking about how. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is a fraud, the whole, because recently there was a, um, it was $2 million sale, I believe of, um, a 1994 smash bros, if I'm not mistaken. And they're saying the whole thing's a scam. They're saying the whole thing that from top to bottom, from the grading uh, the WADA company in itself. And, uh, it's just kind of crazy that, I mean, we're having these conversations on a weekly basis about what is right, like what is truly a sale and what is not. And I mean, even with respect to like, we're seeing uh, being PSA now owns golden auctions. Right. And like, we talked about this when it first happened, like, could this eventually become a very like incestuous or um, something that we should look out for? And I mean, with hearing all these other things, it, it's really hard not to be weary of these.
1: Right. Um, you know, my, the best example from that, and again, I'm on the outside looking because I still haven't watched this video. I, I, man, I am watching that after the UFC tonight. Guaranteed. Um, best example is you take a popular video game, Super Mario Brothers 3 for SNES, you claim it's the highest rated, you call it rare, it's new to the market. You haven't seen this thing slabbed yeah. up and it goes for 30,000 at auction. Then you've come to find out someone was sitting on a stash because there's no population reports. Yes. Someone was sitting on a stash of hundreds of these things, all in perfect shape. And now that, that, that values down to about a thousand dollars or whatever it is, the people are getting hurt at the beginning. Now, what if no one got hurt at the beginning? What if that wasn't a real sale? What if it was to hype the market? There's, there's all these things going on that so we just, I'm, I'm actually, you just, gotta I be, believe, you just gotta be aware. There's no, there's no like system here. You just gotta be aware. You gotta so be, I, and I will confirm be, this. You have next, to be questioning
0: things. I will confirm his next podcast, but I'm pretty sure that the, the, the grading or the graded Mario was bought by someone in this incestuous triangle. Well, like, there you go. Which That's makes it even crazier because started. like the comp, the like the comp that sets the standard this brand new grading company was purchased by someone who has relations to the grading company and or the auction house Do you know what i mean so it's like this literally the worst possible like triangle was created
1: now just very quick anecdote here um because i many years ago got into I mean, I didn't get into it. It's just the natural extension of being a kid. VHS collecting. And that has become on vogue lately. And that is being graded now. Really? We're seeing stacks of sealed VHS tapes, which they printed in the in the millions. Yeah. You know, Batman, Halloween. Like Lion Lion these, King, you know. You're seeing these graded. And there yeah. is a seller on eBay. Do your own research. You can find him with in a second offering what's called IGS, investment grading services, systems, um, shellacking, on eBay. And I just totaled, <laughs> this guy's made almost a million dollars. It's about 600000 this year, if these sales are legitimate. Of what he's currently offering, the average going rate is about 3000 per slab, I don't know what it means. 7.5, 6.5, 8.5. Do you know what that means as it relates to a video cassette? And I went to the IGS website. It looks like it was created by my 12 year old cousin and it's replete with spelling errors and insane. It's almost, I'm, I almost feel like I'm, I'm getting my shirt tugged or something or I'm getting I'm getting smacked in the face or take it on a ride because it's almost so amateurish and ridiculous. So as to create a sense that this is all just a joke and the joke is on anyone who's putting money into this. I'm not going to buy uh, the same VHS tape. I have on my shelf, which may have potentially been resealed by God knows who, and then put into a slab by a company with the joke of a website I'm not buying any of this. So um, and, and this, are, maybe I'm missing something here and I'm so open-minded. Get at me. This
0: transitions quite well into like making sure that when you do grade your stuff, let's say you go that route. Okay. In any collectible space, please, 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 please do not sacrifice price for quality and for the, the name of whichever grading company you're going with. Okay. So what I mean by that, and I'm not saying that you always have to pay like the most premium rate. Okay. What I'm saying is you're paying for a credibility. Okay. You're paying for authenticity. I mean, we, we see these, these fraudulent things happen all the time. Like if it's too good to be true, it probably is. There was, um, at Burbank, they were talking about this, uh, this, correct the, the slab it was like the x something and they they received the slabs in and they were looking at them and they're pretty nice looking cards i mean they weren't exceptionally valuable cards to my knowledge and he literally cracked them by hand like he opened the slab by hand so i mean let's say that was a 15 dollar slab 10 dollar slab you don't want something that is so easily replaced right like i could could, crack crack. recently had
1: someone opening a slab a psa slab with a saw and uh electric saw i saw that the kobe guys literally could could remove this you know whatever it was called grading x or x whatever with their hands with their hands and which means you can by the way reinsert
0: another i was just about to say the danger in that is that like what's behind that slab could be anything do you know what i mean you could literally put anything on the it, it, it can be a, a reprint, it could be a photocopy of the card that's supposed to be there. You know what I mean? You have no you know, way of let's, knowing.
1: Let's let's look at it this way. I mean, that is low-hanging fruit. That is how you are picking off, you know, unsuspecting people and newbies to the hobby and making $20, $30 here, here and there on them. Uh, which is not to say that it's not a concern. I mean, and I'm and again, that's why we have card form. That's why we have hobby watchdogs to alert us to this sort of thing. That's why uh, someone like the Burbank sports cards. Godfather is there to give good information. He, but he's a great source by unbelievable. And he's he's very, he's very honest. Yeah. He'll he'll tell you, you know, I remember he was talking about Martin Burger rookie cards. He'll tell you when he thinks something is a good idea. He'll tell you what not to bring to him. He'll tell you what he can't give you much for. He's a great LCS owner. Uh, Look anytime, by the way, You know, I, I, I talk, I talk smack about people who deserve to get smack talked. Sometimes I say something nice about someone and someone will DM me and be like, well, I had this bad experience with them. Look, everyone's going to have a bad experience along the way. It's about patterns, right? It's patterns to me. If, if someone has one, look, I'm sure I have created a bad experience. I was going to
0: say, do you know the list that I must have left like over the years of bad experiences? I mean, it,
1: it happens and, and sometimes not purposefully, but, but it's a pattern, right? It's that, that's, that's all you can do. And it's like you mentioned with PWCC, it wasn't shill bidding. No, it was, it was a pattern. It was, it was just, it was everything, you know, it was, the, it was the customer service. Yeah. It the they was, they were, they were approaching it, the product they were sending me. Yeah. And then I'm going to get called a jerk for, for calling people out for that because of my experience. Give me a break no and then i'm supposed to sit down and and see what these people have to say please you don't don't give respect you're not going to get respect
0: listen to them defend themselves like
1: unreal man thinking of which like like we said with brian last week a lot of people showed themselves they they really have shown who who they are did you see at least we know now did you see the response by ken golden I watched the Ken Golden video when he when he was talking about this. This is not a feud between eBay. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. So Ken Golden, I, I I don't know if it was Ken Golden himself. It was like Golden Auctions posted uh, like a, a a written response to the whole PWCC thing, saying that they were personally going to drive down to, to the PWCC vault and pick up anyone's cards who, oh, who who wanted to that. switch vaults. Great. I was like, that is. I'd-
1: Such as the nature of competition, you know, um, but listen, you know, keep a, keep an eye, you know, you know, again, pick and choose, uh, you know, follow who you want to follow, but everyone's going to have a mix of opinions. One of the biggest mixes of interesting takes and opinions in my opinion is Peter Pac-Man. but keep a close eye on that man. Like Pac- Peter Man has been learning a lot about the hobby in the past couple of years. He'll, he'll tell you straight up, he wasn't an expert two years ago, but the guy is neck deep in information that people don't want to look at. And he'll He'll tell you a lot of stuff about a lot of the big players, some of which we put on a pedestal just because they are a big player and they all have histories in this hobby, which unfortunately lends itself and is built on a lot of fraudulent behavior, which is not to say you can't enjoy it and find the things you like and find success in it. Get away from the noise. I, I, I never relied on PWCC. I never did a ton of business. It's still weird that they sent me an email that said I was one of their top buyers. That's gotta be a mistake. Weird. I think I spent like 2,000 maybe with them, like a yearly, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what the deal was with that. But, um, and by the way, I'll remind people, I sent them a very polite email telling them I'd like to help them with their customer service. I believe it was Jesse himself. They never got back to me. Okay, I didn't insult him. I didn't yell at him. I just said, I don't need your help in curating my collection. What I would like you to hear me say is your customer service needs to improve. And I'm someone who might be able to help. Uh, doesn't even have to be me. It could be someone else, but they didn't even apply to that. Right. Cause they got podcasts to do to explain, you know, explain themselves and point the finger at someone else. Um,
0: you, uh, speaking of Peter Pacman this actually transitions nicely into the whole Tops fanatics, which which, trying to get
1: these grades, which
0: was also great uh content last week that we just kind of didn't have time for. Um, so Peter Pacman actually posted something today, or I saw it today anyway, um, about Slabby purchasing a slab um from fanatics. Actually, what Slabby does. It was a graded slab from fanatics. I think I've seen those.
1: Does that the fanatics logo?
0: Two years ago, I I don't know. It was um, I. It was it was a very nice looking slab. I'm not. Isn't
1: it it just like a? Isn't it just like a um a vanity slab? It doesn't have a grade on it.
0: No, I I don't know if it had a grade, but it it had like a. It was an autograph. Like it was a player autograph in it, though. I feel like Uh, it's just a product in the maybe. Regardless, my point was that what he was talking about is was the presentation of 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 the whole fanatics rocks the box that came in. the letter that they wrote with, with the encased uh, item. And he talked a lot about the presentation and this was something that happened two years ago. And he's talking about it now. And he said that he had noticed that fanatics really made, you know, slabby. And I mean, even, even uh, Pac-Man when he opened it, just feel like cared about and wanted. And and it
1: it sounds a little like stock X, like, you know, they throw in their card and this, that, which is not, a surprise since Josh Luber was was there now he's there yes At fanatics exactly um, they uh, yeah I, I noticed the RPS crew uh, is a big fan of what's going on uh, yeah. with fanatics and I get it they, they've they've explained why it is because they've had a lot of lingering issues with some of the other companies and I was thinking about it because I remember I told you I'm trying to get a measured response here and not make assumptions but I kind of got to remind myself Brendan, who was my public enemy number one at the beginning of 2020? Do you remember? Tops. 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 So I should probably be excited about it. But at the same time, it's Tops. And, I, and it was there since I was a kid. So it's a very weird situation. Now, Panini, I do not have as close of a connection with, even though they were around when I was a kid. I was buying Panini stickers left and right. Yeah. I was getting the hockey sticker books. Um, never was a big basketball or football collector and ufc which is my big passion that was a tops product up until this year
0: that's um, um when i was a kid i was collecting um hockey cards ish it was more so like my my parents had collected hockey cards and they were and by the oh, way
1: opg is still tops
0: i know i know yeah. uh i mean thanks for clarifying that <laughs> well, to everyone i mean honestly right um, just so people know yeah exactly Uh, Yeah, but so I I was collecting Panini stickers, like, like, but I mean, for soccer, (laughs) just a different type of Panini sticker. And so, I mean, I guess it was only really like, recently that Panini got into basketball. And I say recently, like within the the last like 20 years, right? Like, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, from what I hear from people who buy a ton of basketball and football specifically, because those are the two big licenses that I don't know if the football one is confirmed that they're not, they're not renewing, but the basketball one certainly is. Um, so I feel the, football was also confirmed. I'm pretty sure. I think they're, they're waiting to hash it out. I think it was the NH, NFL PA. I think, I think all that, all that remains is NHL, UFC and soccer. Which honestly, if they do a good job, F1 as well. Like don't sleep on F1. Um Right. they have they have the capability i mean those are global at the very least soccer and f1 are and ufc are global yes. like and All they also them. have uh, wwe so like yes. they can still do damage if they yes. if correct some of the the issues that they've been right. having and you know what, what I mean? are the
1: issues the issues are printing issues you know damage cards out of the packs distribution issues. So I mean, it's, I mean, redemption,
0: redemption, sometimes take forever. Do you know what I mean? Also, I I, screw this. Can we just get rid of redemptions? Because like, imagine opening a box of like old product. I mean, we have sealed product, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Imagine opening a box and being super excited for the auto in this box. Like you saved it for 10 years, 15 years, you bought an old school box and you open it. And the only case hit or box hit is a redemption yep. that can't be redeemed anymore because like, it's expired
1: and i've been like why
0: don't you just have the card in the box do you know what i mean uh,
1: upper deck has certainly upped their game in terms of their uh their random draws that they do when you send in your expired revenue dude i used to throw away three four years ago i'd throw them away i threw away a pasternak out of 25 spx because they told me at the toronto expo they couldn't do anything for me
0: Wait, but anyway something.
1: I literally tossed away it. They said they, 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 they put my name in for like a draw that I didn't win. I mean, the do they do,
0: do they do anything now? Cause I have, I have like they, a- they
1: do, you can send it in and you continuously stay in the draw. Really? Presumably until you win something. Really? So yeah, so they do do that, but that's a good point. So expired redemptions, but sometimes you just can't avoid it because these companies want to get that big name, that big rookie in there. And they just don't then you, get uh, that. Then, then, then wait. Honestly. Just now, I noticed on my upper deck, and I, I put them in very early in 2020. My Victor Olofson, uh SPA Future Watch autographs should be on the way, and I'm starting to see them surface. And I regret that I didn't take the time to ask Upper Deck to send me something else a month ago because they send some really nice replacements. They really do. Um, but,
0: you know. I, I uh, just think that, like, like uh, you sacrifice sacrifice the hype for like quality for experience and that's kind of what we were talking about initially like it's about the experience and like yes. just because I'm not so just paying because for I'm gonna buy it anyway doesn't mean that you should still make it le- feel less valuable like sometimes I open products and I feel cheated opening the product because I'm like like uh, for, like I, I bring it up all the time I ripped that like my biggest pull of all time is probably a six or a seven. And like, I, I when I contact Tops to, you know, what can we do? They give me this long, elaborate response that I need to send them the box, send yeah. them every pack that came I in the box.
1: I went through that with my Mike Trout blue, powder and blue. Like, and I got garbage How there. is
0: that feasible though? Do you no. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I I'm ripping the box. I, I am looking at my cards later. The box is in the garbage. I'm throwing my packs out as I go. Like you want me sifting to the, you want an empty box plus my card. And then you might send me something that's similar. Like I just, it's just a little bit ridiculous to be completely honest for an issue that should have been caught because a lot of the, a lot of the serial number stuff had issues like this.
1: Right. So it just, um, yeah, and, there, and there should be an extra layer of, 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 of quality control when it comes to these low numbered, cards with an autograph on them, right? Now, how would you feel? Now look, so Fanatics has this laundry list yeah. of complaints, and they have you know, several years to, that's the, that's the great thing. They're gonna be working on everything we just talked about. And there's an idea I had off the top of my head, um, is uh, you know, what if they attached an NFT to one of these redemptions? What if they made it so you got something out of it right away, which is the whole point, while you're waiting, potentially? I- Maybe I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Um, but you know, end of the day, I think where the concerns lie is number one, losing the brand names, which is not guaranteed yet. We we've talked enough about the rumblings that they may just buy the the tops brands. I mean, at
0: this point, it's 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 not a corpse, but it's like it's a shell of itself. Like so there's there's a concern
1: there. Yeah. There's a concern now that Tops and Peeny are going to let the printing presses run for the next few years to
0: maximize. So that's which they've my been doing, biggest which they've been doing anyway. That's my biggest concern. And I think like if they are going to run out these contracts, I think it's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen before. Like essentially yeah. It, and,
1: and so Like people, yeah, they've it, been it running be, them now,
0: but imagine if this was the last like hope. Like this this is they have nothing to lose. They have nothing right. to lose. And if we see more product, I mean, that's going to be, it's good because like more people get the rip and you know what I mean? Like there's a better chance of you pulling like one of nine million parallels in a set, by the way. Like, I mean, people make jokes about it all the time that like select has 27,000 parallels and there's like elephant and tiger and and, peacock and lion And, uh, you know, Batman parallel, you know, like there's there's a lot, Oh
1: man, Batman parallel, dude, (laughs) it would be cut.
0: You could die cut it. Uh, You You could, I mean, why don't we, why don't we just call die cuts, Batman parallels from Uh, here on, on, you know, but so it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's definitely concerning, like all of it. Right. Like, and, and any change is going to enact some form of concern, especially when in the case of tops, it's been 70 years. For baseball 70 you
1: yep. know what i mean yep 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 yep,
0: yep. let me ask yep. you something do you think that the mlb did tops dirty
1: yeah because tops is claiming they didn't even have a shot at this hey eh? they had
0: no no idea apparently i
1: believe it because that's the way life is these days man it's pretty cutthroat and uh look it was always headed this way man it was always headed into the hands of uh younger hype beasts who uh have kind of practiced their systems here and there with other different collectibles and cards became the big boom and it just, the blood was in the water. The piranhas came out. I call them hype beasts, piranhas. I call them all sorts of different names. everything It was headed that way. And here we are. Um, I, I don't, you know, we were talking about monopolies in 2019 and 2020 and how we didn't like that. Yes. Guess what? Now, Not only is it a monopoly of production, it's a monopoly of everything. They're working together on every level from production to sale.
0: I mean, and 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 again, like if we look at, if we look at the grading and so on and so so forth. I was like, if you look at the grading and the, you know, top tier sales, uh, I mean, the golden and PSA. So like a lot of this hobby is now owned by like the same people. And if you
1: want a taste of it, if you want a taste of it, check out the latest, you know, check out the podcast scene, check out the schedules. It's all the same dudes. And uh, I used to take offense to it because I mean we are running a podcast. I just think we're doing something a little different here. But yeah, um, you know, it gets called a circle jerk. And that's all I'm seeing lately. Find it not interesting whatsoever, quite frankly. I think there's better content casually on IG of uh, people doing lives, you know. Um, it's like, I think literally agree. every, every, I do every not agree live every live everything P Ryan collection says, by no means. But <laughs> it's more entertaining and interesting to me than these circle jerks that I see that are just the same dudes doing the same
0: fluffing. Are you sure that you don't want to, you don't want to watch another interview with Gary V or with Ken Golden or By not? The way, I like
1: Gary Vee. I mean, I like, him I'm generally. telling
0: you he's an all right guy. I mean, at least what like from what I mean,
1: I, I've been doing garage sales, you know, yeah. since 1998, but that's okay. That's fine. I yeah. Mean, that's cool. I mean, I like it. If I like where I and he does, that's cool. Are you sure mind. you
0: don't want to, you don't want to live stream a PWCC, uh, premier auction and like, and talk about uh, how, how great or watch the numbers hey, listen, go up.
1: I get it. Like I get it on a few levels. Okay. I get it. If you own a lot of similar cards, it's yeah. fun for you to see what's going on and see how much your portfolio has gone up in value. <laughs> um, and it's fun. It's fun to, uh, it's fun to take care of your friends and it's fun to get paid. But anyway, um, you know, other than that, um, you know, we saw that we talked a lot about SGC in terms of potential plays coming up. We spent a whole podcast on that, and and Co and I, PSA purists, were sending out SGC uh, subs. That's cool. I, mean, we, I wouldn't say we're I'm dying PSA to do a, a sure reveal is. on our
0: pod here, and we still have not been able to. I wouldn't say we're PSA purists. I mean, we both have a lot of love for BGS. Like, right. we, no, we sure. both think BGS is undervalued, to be completely honest.
1: No, no. For what I meant by purists
0: was that that's all we were submitting to. Yes, for a yes. Chunk of time. That, correct.
1: Now, HGA, look, we had Tyler Hitt on the show. I yep. love I love anyone with a new interesting idea or pursuit getting on our show. But again, it, I do not believe it was a fluff piece. I'm not going to allow myself to nope. get involved in fluff pieces. Um, I, I've not gone there. You've made an HGA submission. I believe you enjoyed it. The market. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you markets. my honest feedback.
0: I'll tell you my honest feedback. Um, yeah. so having now sold all of my HGA, I, I submitted five cards. I sold all of them. Um, I did not get what I thought they were, what they would have been worth in PSA slabs. Uh, which in makes fact, sense. I, I, which makes plenty of yeah, sense uh, for sure. And that's, you know, and that's why I sent them there. Um, I, I probably got about fifty percent of what I would from a PSA slab. Yep. Um, and again, I knew that. I, but to be honest, and this is no disrespect, I didn't like how the slab felt. Like it was, it felt very plasticky. Like, and it felt like malleable plastic. If that makes any sense. I also noticed that the slab's kind of did like dipped, like in the okay. middle. And I didn't know if that was because of like how I stored them, or like Could be the process. Of how you know, like I have no idea. And like they stack well together, but like it kind of like they 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 crevice in the middle, right? So I I didn't like that. It made me feel like I might bend it or break it, or maybe I did bend it. And even more so, I'm like, how did I bend a slab? You know what I mean? Like, um. So I didn't love that. And then again, uh, ultimately. I mean, unless you plan on holding something forever or it's a piece that, you know, you really, I mean, the artwork does pop, but I just found it very difficult to move those slabs. It's, it's, it's just they way they weren't very liquid. Now right. we saw some information that was a little okay. bit different than that.
1: So, so look, we heard from some very uh, well-respected and popular members of the hobby and I'm going to be very diplomatic right now. Uh, Okay, I'm going to be diplomatic. They're sponsored by HGA. So is
0: that confirmed, though?
1: Yes, they confirmed it. Perfect. They confirmed it in the body of the post. Perfect. So I like that. Uh, It was a little not clear at the beginning, which I wasn't thrilled with. But through the power of the hobby, through the power of the community, we got clarification that they were sponsored by HGA now a few things here they were trying to draw they were trying to draw from comps and we already know that comps are not 100 percent reliable and they were comparing uh sgas sgc and hga of what you would think are similar grades but we'll talk about that in a second yes and they were trying to show us that on a lot of key cards maybe not even key cards some are parallels that the HGA was
0: outperforming the SGC it was, it was kind of funny. Like some of the, I was, like, now, what? I was look, like, what is this? These are, these are intelligent guys. I am proud of what they've
1: done and what they're doing and their success. But don't, don't treat people like fools. Okay. Number one, there are, there are different grading uh, systems involved. And SGC 95 is not the same as an HGA 95. no. no. I'm only just learning this because again, quite frankly, I'm just not pursuing much from either company. Yeah. I'm probably going to give both companies business. Maybe eventually. I mean, I just did with SGC. Um, I've given, right. I've given both again with HG. It's just, I'm a fan of the card more than the slab. And I'm not going to criticize anyone who likes a, a cool slab. Yeah. Cause they're cool. I've seen some cool slab. Yeah. Um, but different grading scales. Number one, And number two, 24 year old company, 23, 24 year old company versus one year old company. And what that means is, what I'm trying to say with that is, we have a fairly good picture of how SGC grades. I've not had anyone come to me and be like, this is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, this is not, this is not an an eight or this is not a seven.
1: I've had anecdotes and stories about how your SGC nine got cracked and came back at PSA eight. That's fine. But we also have anecdotes about HGA and I, and there's anecdotes
0: about PSA eights coming, getting cracked and getting sent back for tens.
1: You're right. But we've seen some extreme cases where there is some question of what is really going on with the quality of the grading at HGA. And, uh, you know, I'm perfectly willing to take in a positive anecdote as much as a negative one, but we did see that one that got posted that was quite
0: eyebrow raising. It was substan- substantial raising, grade. very
1: substantially lower grades received from PSA, yeah, versus HGA on the same cards. Verified, yeah. Um, now, uh, so there was a lot of disingenuousness in that post. I understood the spirit of the post, it just did not really do what they told you it was doing and uh, i'm going to leave it at uh, that without um getting into any accusations or nastiness um i appreciate what people are doing because at the end of the day it got people talking and thinking about the same thing that we discussed on our previous podcast which is there have to be other plays out there while we wait to see what pans out with psa
0: yeah and that's and that's That's what and that's what we we wanted to talk about initially is that like it's very positive that a year ago when, you know, we were sitting and talking about, PA, uh, talking about the hobby, you know, I remember like being at your place and I needed a breakdown I bought some slabs and I was just kind of like, you know, I, I feel like PSA is the, the, the top. And we were just preparing our, our, sub. I think we were just sending one out right now, actually. Um, our first of we have nine there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And and one of them's on on, on a year now. We're going to be receiving
1: um, PSA slabs till we're fifty. Yeah,
0: and we were talking about you and know the hobby. Like, Who is and- this Glaber Torres? Oh, he plays in uh, he plays in Mexico now. Yeah, exactly. And we were talking about, and there were there weren't many. It was like it was very linear. I mean, I remember talking about why are, why are eights and and nines not respected? And I oh, I wasn't talking vintage eight nines. I was talking, or I wasn't talking modern eight to nines. I guess I, I loved
1: your perspective of a new collector. Yeah, I, I was just
0: you. I was I just didn't make sense to me. Like wh- why we only wanted tens? Like people didn't want nines a year ago. Like yeah, I imagine promise you're, you, you're, they if you're did a brand not
1: new Imagine you're a brand new collector of the hobby. And you want a Joe Montana rookie and you see the differences between like a 10, nine and an eight. There's gotta be a lot of questions there. And
0: it, and it was like, we're, like whereas we just $5, like, dollars, you know, we like, just accept it. We just, yeah. we're just like, that's the way it is. And I was just like, it just didn't make much sense to me. So now what I'm seeing is that there's way more respect for eights and sevens and sixes and fours. I think I see people flexing fours, which is dope because it, it depends on the card. I'm going to flex my Gretzky 4. I'm going to flex it. That's what I mean. It's still sick as hell. You know what I mean? Like, that's still a flex. And especially, like, who gives a shit about what anyone else thinks? So I I love that we've opened our mind. And and the, the fact that we're having a conversation, like, who we should grade with, aside from PSA, is a massive step. Okay? So whether you choose HGA, SGC, CS, or CGS, you choose... X-Fractor or whatever the hell grading company there was or Dallas, Dallas show, or I don't know. There's so many at this point. Um, just make sure that you know what you're getting into. And ultimately like it, it should be for you. Right. But I, I'm just happy that people are having these conversations. They're opening their minds. It's not just about PSA tens anymore. And we can get back to the foundation of this hobby, which is collecting what you like and, like everyone, and it's funny because, like, ironically enough, a year later after you know, like, I really jumped in last year with you. This year, I have one of my good friends who's jumping in at the same time, and you have
1: now become the mentor.
0: I, it's, it's 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 fucking weird. It's, it is teacher. weird, man. And so I'm like, I'm trying to make sure that he gets a, a welcome. You know, like. I, better that bet, I, I i hope that he gets a better experience than i had initially and and already you know the fact that we're having conversations about sgc are huge like he's like he, he doesn't just see psa 10s right now like i mean obviously psa 10s are shiny and they like like dollar signs in your eyes you're like wow i can't believe a psa 10 sold for that but you know, he's starting to open up to subs with SGC. And and to be honest, his first sub might be with SGC. And it's, it's just kind of cool to see that transition over a year. Um, and it also kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, at what point is PSA just so high end that like, like all the, the Uber rich just own PSAs and, you know, like they just do a deal business with each other, but that's uh, for another day, I guess. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, that's the thing is uh, you got to be so careful. These guys, anyone new to the hobby. I made this point on a story of mine not long ago. I, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm asked ax- if, if, if you throw, if they, if they, if you throw them on IG or some of these social media platforms, they might be literally falling into the den of vipers who will be showing you strange comps and comparisons and, and just get inundated with a lot of information that is not meant to be good-hearted yeah that's if you get what i'm saying
0: yeah because
1: ah, at the end of the day no one really people are out for themselves and their circle yeah and we kind of see what those circles are these days um and that's why you know i'm 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 happy to just you know do my thing um focus on the things i the, the the things that you love like brendan you love soccer you're, you're becoming a soccer expert love on all these cards. You're, you're researching them. It's your comfort zone. So when you get out there to buy and sell, and when you get out there to get information, you're in that comfort zone. You yeah. can't, oh, someone can't slide something by you, you know, and trick you in that sense. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good thing. And again, buy the card. Careful about the the slab. Uh, I was looking at a Beckett, uh, you know, anecdote again. I was looking at a Beckett card. Brendan, you knew about this. Is a card I really wanted. It was important to me. Uh, obviously, I wanted it in a PSA slab, but I had a chance to get a cheaper in a Beckett slab. But when I I took one look at the thing, it didn't sit right with me. I I analyzed the card. I I looked at it. An edge didn't look right to me, and I didn't get the card because look, it's two things. Like if I'm gonna put it in my collection for Years and years and years, I'm going to have that problem with that edge every time I look at it. And if I sell it, guess what? Whether you want to believe it or not, the cartel has a conscience and I'm going to not feel right passing along something that didn't make me feel right to someone else.
0: Ironically, you mentioned Beckett and uh, there is some huge drama right now with uh, Ronaldo stickers that were being graded by Beckett this month. Uh-huh um so ronaldo rookie stickers from 2002 and his which correct team. me if i'm
1: wrong a lot of those get sent back from psa with issues right even even at, sometimes if there's not an issue
0: yeah i mean the vintage soccer there's a lot they they they, they don't really the, the knowledge isn't quite there to be honest because like, a lot the of the, the thought, product the a lot I of the products were created overseas you yeah. know what i mean and the more i thought about it you know,
1: I know you weren't happy ultimately with the numbers on the slabs of those Maradona uh, stickers, but you very easily could have received and you ace. would have lost your money. You I'm would have lost your money. Yeah. You very easily could have received a note from PSA saying, we don't know what the hell these things are. We've never seen them. Uh, they don't seem right to us and yeah. go screw yourself, go use SGC or something. Yeah. But you at least you got numbers on slabs.
0: Yeah. So B- BGS, Beckett has been grading like fake stickers, like confirmed fake. Like That's brutal. And uh, apparently, like uh, it's been a flurry this month. So I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do moving forward. I personally, if I'm Beckett, I'm recalling every graded Ronaldo that was graded Ronaldo from this month, Uh and uh, going over them extensively because it's basically just obliterated the Ronaldo sticker market for. Oh boy,
1: I'm uh, looking at the uh, the posts on um, blowout.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, it is. There's like confirmed fakes that have been graded by Beckett. So it's, it's basically just decimated. And Ronaldo happens to be like the most possible. These are big
1: numbers, Brendan. Bro, I'm
0: telling you, man, like the cards are, uh, the stickers are very, very valuable, like very valuable. And they're fake. So it's uh, and and he's the most talked about athlete in the world right now because he just made a move to Manchester United. So and shit is again,
1: and we're not we're not accusing Beckett. We're not accusing no. this, that, the other things that right because we don't know the overall circumstance. And sometimes
0: they don't they don't know, but like it's at the end of the
1: day. Right now, people getting ripped off. Someone's making money. This one eBay user apparently is making a lot of money, and I don't think there's going to be any consequences because the one the one thing that you're going to notice in, in reading about all these issues and all these controversies, there's never a comeuppance and there's never, th- there's never a resolution. There's never a payback.
0: Yeah. So well, you almost got to wonder like, how does be- they be- be- the grade future? these? You know, like how, how does they let, how do they let these get graded? Like, because like if, if they get graded, like, the onus is kind of on them. You know what I mean? Cause like they're supposed to authenticate there,
1: have, there has to be very explicitly stated guarantees that come with the ability to, and I believe PSA has been doing this the past year. They have been playing that out Yeah, where, you know, they will pay the fair market value, et cetera, if they're involved in a mistake. Yeah so uh man that is wild yeah this guy there uh, you go these stickers
0: what a great way to end the episode (laughs) sure (laughs) oh yeah it's been huge it's been absolutely huge and um i've been trying not not to focus too much about it because it kind of hurts my soul seeing like a, a sticker that i wanted to own one day that could potentially be tainted forever because of Of course
1: that's that's horrible yeah
0: yeah it's not well
1: on that note of something that you love being tainted forever
0: yep (laughs) we are done
1: with another cardboard
0: coaches team i hope you enjoyed this one if there's one thing you can take from this is uh just you know collect what you love don't let anyone tell you that something isn't worth it or you know uh, that you don't you shouldn't use a grading company or whatever whatever you you create your own path right
1: and and as far as it relates to creating your own path in the weeks to come on cardboard coaches we're going to be doing a collector spotlight series it's going to help us get away from the being burnt out on all this crazy hobby news and we'll even get there you know we'll even get some collector perspectives on some of these things but we're going to talk about the collections and the collector um we are going to be uh coming at you hopefully potentially
0: from some different locales the cartel is going to have some reveals going on i mean i i hopefully I mean, we both are going to have sgc submissions coming soon we have, have
1: sgc submissions coming in it's in going to five be years from now when fanatics is running the show we're going to have our psa reveals coming in
0: big things coming with the cardboard coaches podcast team i hope you guys enjoyed this one i know we did uh we love you guys keep it up if you're not following please do hit that subscribe button Hit that follow and uh, let's keep this going team. Coach Co out. Peace.